This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, everyone. I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a podcast that is in a long-term relationship with history. I am very grateful that I have this podcast to help me remember what day it is, because in the times of quarantine, what date it is can get very confusing. Um, So that is one fortunate side effect of hosting this show. Having said that, I hope that this is helping you in this way as well, or in any other way. So, on with the show. Today is April 30th, 2020. The day was April 30th, 1961. The Soviet Union commissioned the K-19, a ballistic missile-equipped nuclear submarine. The Cold War and the arms race between the U.S. and Soviet Union were at a height. The United States launched the first nuclear-powered submarine in the world, the USS Nautilus, in 1954. It first ran under nuclear power in 1955. Unlike diesel-electric submarines, Nautilus could stay submerged for long periods because its atomic engine needed no air. In 1958, Nautilus became the first submarine to cross the North Pole under the Arctic Polar Ice Pack. By the beginning of 1961, there were several nuclear-powered submarines in service. The Soviet Union was competing to keep up with the U.S. in nuclear submarine development. K-19 was the first of two Project 658-class submarines built by the Soviet Union in 1959. NATO, or the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, classified it as the Hotel Class. The class was built in response to the United States' Skate-class nuclear submarines. The Hotel-class nuclear submarines were equipped with R-13 ballistic missiles. Construction began on the K-19 in 1958. Its production and testing were rushed. In fact, the production of Project 658 was plagued by accidents. Two workers died in a fire, and six workers died from fumes from gluing rubber lining to a water cistern. And another worker died when he fell between two compartments inside the submarine. K-19 was launched in April of 1959. When the ceremonial bottle of champagne was chosen to break against the submarine during launch, the bottle did not break, but instead bounced off the hull. And in early 1960, the submarine's nuclear reactor was improperly operated, and one of the control rods was bent. K-19 was completed in November of 1960, after going through sea trials. But it was evident that the submarine's construction was shoddy. It lost the rubber coating on its hull and had to be repaired. Flooding of the reactor compartment was also recorded. Despite these and other malfunctions, the submarine was commissioned on April 30th, 1961. A couple of months later, K-19 went on its first mission, but on July 4th, it malfunctioned again. When the submarine was in the North Atlantic near the south tip of Greenland, a leak in the reactor caused the coolant pumps to fail. This led to a dangerous rise in temperature in the reactor core. Because the long-range radio system was damaged, the submarine could not contact Moscow for assistance. So Captain Nikolai Vladimirovich Zateyev ordered engineers to create a makeshift coolant system using an air vent valve and water piping. A nuclear crisis was averted, but the crew was exposed to radiation. Eight crew members who fixed the leak died within a month. 
And since the sub's ventilation system was contaminated, 14 other crew members died over the next two years. K-19 faced more accidents the rest of its time in operation. It collided with an American submarine in 1969, and in 1972, a fire broke out on board, killing around 30 people. K-19 was finally decommissioned in 1990. Because of its reputation for being involved in deadly incidents, K-19 was nicknamed Hiroshima. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any nice comments you want to leave us, or if you have any suggestions for episodes, you can send them to us on social media. We're at T-D-I-H-C podcast. You can also email us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks again for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.